Hello. Hey everyone, it's Sarah C. I am coming to you without Holly. Just real quickly, I wanted to touch on a couple things. Um, first and foremost, on our podcast last night, I got the names wrong on the Christine Chriselle thing and like how that's how Jamie Lynn and Sheena met. Um, because when I was told this story like last year, I'd never seen Selling Sunset. I didn't know who any of the people were. I'd never seen them. In fact, the first time I saw any of them, it was Chriselle on Watch What Happens Live a couple months ago. And that's what propelled me to watch Finally Start uh, Selling Sunset, which I easily binged and became obsessed with. Why? I'm not really sure because it's like everybody says, it's really not about anything. And it's kind of like very staged and fake, but yet entertaining somehow. So anyways, I did want to correct that. So Sheena and Jamie Lynn met through Chriselle. They're not really friends with her anymore. Um, they are friends with Christine. And if you want to hear more about that whole situation, it's probably just best explained by them. You can listen to Sheena's podcast, Shenanigans. It's go back to August 6th. 2020 they have uh christine on so it's sheena jamie lynn and christine and basically they just talk about how they met through chrishell but then like chrishell did a couple like shady things to both um well to sheena and then just was uh, i don't know did some like distasteful things that jamie wasn't like a fan of and when she called her out like it didn't work out so well so um like I said, you can hear their story told by them, which is just the best thing. But, like, the impression I got out of it is, you know how sometimes you hear, like, A-listers can be, like, the nicest, most down-to-earth people, but it's, like, the C or D-listers that are, like, elitist prima donnas. And that's kind of what sounds like is going on here is, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you can, you know, forget where you came from or I don't know every now and then you meet someone that was like born with a golden spoon in their mouth and they're humble and down-to-earth people so there's no real recipe for that I mean obviously I mean I think Vanderpump Rules itself is a good example of that because there are those that are accessible and responsive to say their fans um, and then there's those that are not so there's no real recipe I guess it's just part of life people are different and that's how it is so it is kind of a good story so again shenanigans August 2020 with Christine Quinn if you want to hear about that but yeah I apologize I got the names wrong um yeah and they are friends with Christine which I'm happy about because while she plays like a fun villain I just have always Chriselle just kind of has that too good to be true kind of thing, the way Brittany kind of puts it out there. And we know she's got another side. I mean, don't we all? We all have other sides. It's humanity. Um, but yeah, I just haven't been on the Chriselle bandwagon like some people. I just, I don't know. I always reserve a grain of salt, kind of like how I feel, how I've stated about Louie on Jersey. I just have felt something off this whole time, and I think he's shown it enough in the times he's blown up when he's just totally like you know with Teresa he had to threaten to leave 
And then he's like, how else will she learn? Like, she's a child. I mean, she kind of is a child, but you don't need a man telling her that, right? And then tonight, it was kind of icky. He was just all gross and like, let's go. I'll get a jet. You never have to work a day in your life. And let's go back to our 50,000 square foot home. Like, ew. I don't know. I, I just saw some manipulation there. I do not like the way he keeps referencing all of his exes as crazy or thirsty or desperate low lives. Like all of them, like really, like what's the common denominator here, Louie? Like, I just feel like that's gaslighting and that's, that's a red flag. That's manipulation, um, saying they want attention and it's, it's just kind of gross, just putting it on the woman. So I am happy they're happy, um, but we'll see. I am skeptical, cautiously optimistic, but skeptical, skeptical. I mean, even Joe Gorga said it. He's like, basically, where there's smoke, there's fire. He's like, there's got to be some truth here to these stories. And that's fine if it's in the past. Cool. You're moving forward. But him denying it all, uh, I don't know. God, what else happened? Oh, so Jersey. So, you know, it's just the Teresa Margaret thing. I mean, oh, that was the other thing Louis said. He's like, Margaret's just desperate to be in your seat, Teresa. It's like... I don't think so. I think Margaret's a pretty strong character that holds her own and is just as strong as Teresa on the show. I mean, Teresa's been on longer, so it is she is more of a staple, but I don't think you can get anyone more definitive on that show than Margaret. Um, you know, if we're looking at all the other cast, the two with the you know biggest staying power, Teresa and Margaret. Um, love all the other ones. It's just those are the two that really go out of their way and stand their ground. I mean, Dolores does, Melissa does, but they do it strategically and not consistently because they have the greater good in mind. They're trying to keep the peace, which, so I get it. That's probably, you know, how I would do it. So anyways, but when Margaret and Teresa are going at it, first you thought it was going to work out. Like, they're both opening up. They're not yelling. Uh, but then Margaret literally cites examples and receipts, like everything Teresa has done to her. And Teresa's like, yeah, well, ditto, vice versa. This is like, but she has no examples, no receipts. Like she can't say anything. She's just like, I know you are, but what am I? Like, that's how she always is with every argument. So Margaret's just like, oh, whatever, I'm done. I can't. And Louie's like, thank you. Have a good night. And Margaret's look back at him was just like pure fuck you. It was gold. Anyway, so that was Jersey. I heard the reunion. It's a three-parter and very explosive. And I can't wait. That um, is coming up very soon. Um, in other news that came up today, I was just going to come on quickly and talk about, and correct my Chriselle Christine confusion. But some other things have popped up. Um, one thing, you know, we were talking about faith yesterday. Now I've seen today, I've seen several comments from people. And uh, so I did Google it and I found like one article on a, I think it's called TV shows, ace.com. It was just one example of where I found the article that faith just wrapped, um, a role in a movie of a Randall Emmett movie and it with Bruce Willis called wire room. And uh, apparently it's Bruce Willis's last movie since he announced his illness, um, but that faith is in that. 
Now, I am thinking, because, you know, we're all wondering about the timing of all of this and how long, how much time has elapsed since what is being alleged in the potential lawsuit against Lala with the knife, because that was like six years ago. Don't you guys think, because Lala, you know, obviously doesn't want to talk about custody issues, but it, it seems pretty clear she's trying to move in that direction to make a move, right? Um, Randall is off. I, this could be a counterattack. Don't you guys think like Randall could be like, hey, Faith, why don't you file this lawsuit? Obviously, it can't be criminal because the statute of limitations is up, but this isn't going to look good on Lala's record. Uh, a case involving violence and, you know, potential assault or attempted assault or threat, um, a threat of assault uh, in an exchange, he's going to give Faith like movie roles. Now, I'm not trying to shade Faith and say that she would do that or is about that. I'm more projecting this onto Randall, and it's just a hypothetical alleged. I can see him doing that um, to then use against Lala in court if she does try to seek full custody, which I do think she wants to do. It's just a theory. Do what you will with it. But it just popped into my head. So that's all I'm going to say about it. So Stasi's book came out today, and it's getting quite a reaction. Like, obviously you see the Stasi stands, but I've more saw comments of who cares, go away, gross, like negative comments, and some excerpts from the book. Um, now, I heard her on the morning toast. She was on that and talked about some things. She did say she is bringing back her podcast, her regular one, Straight Up with Stassi. When, we don't know, but she is bringing that back. She said she'd probably only do reality TV again if she had full edit control, like the Kardashians. So props to her for putting herself at that level. Um she said that there was going to be a Valley Rules spinoff and that her and Bo's wedding back in 2020 was going to be the transition of that so that there would be new cast at Sir and then a different show called Valley Rules following the OGs around Valley Village and their new adult life. But obviously that got canceled with the firings. Um... Her wedding that is still at the same location so I'm still skeptical I, I mean I think they are still gonna film it you know at least just themselves and maybe shop it around but she did say they reduced the headcount from 120 to 35 people so that basically sounds like immediate family and like I think she said yeah she cut out all bridesmaids so it's just Katie and Taylor Strecker for friends Taylor Strucker is going to be the officiant. Um, yeah, I don't know. TBD on that. Um, she said she had seven days of hell during her cancellation period. So a lot of people are taking up issue with some of those um, statements she made around that. She said one thing that I think people didn't know is that she had sold the rights to her book, her first book, and it was going to become an animated series. But then that got pulled. 
after the firings and all of the other cancellation stuff. So, and she had had 70% of her second book done at that point, but it sounded like it was just like more kind of frivolous. I'm basic. Um, but now that this book is took a 180 turn, it's very different. It's very self-reflective. But some of the excerpts that people are coming out with and some of the articles are, people aren't buying it. They're like, oh, you were canceled. Oh, you were sad for seven days. Um, she said she felt betrayed by her like PR publicist and agent agency because they knew about this stuff for years and they didn't care then. But then all of a sudden in June 2020, they cared. Well, we all know this. We talked to Faith years and years ago about this. Nobody cared. Faith came out with her story. We came out with it on her first podcast. Nobody cared. We all talked about it. We all knew about it. So her publicist and agency, they're no different than the rest of everyone. We all knew it. We all sat on it, did nothing. I mean, I'm going to say we sat on it because we did podcast about it and I tweeted a lot about it and, but it went nowhere. And then obviously with the world movement, people started to listen and care and understand. And that's when her agency had to act. So yeah, you're right, Sassy. They did know and they didn't care then. And they may still not care today, but they had to follow a protocol and change the way that they're doing business because the world has changed. So you can't really be bitter about that. I mean, it's they didn't create words that weren't said. It's all stuff you said. So I don't know. I'm excited to hear more about people's reactions to this book and more excerpts from the book. Um, if it's going to come across as she's evolved or if it's coming across. Uh, what I've seen so far is that she's playing the victim card, the I was canceled card, and rock bottom. Uh, I know she said everyone has a rock bottom. So, I mean, it's all relative, obviously. Um, you can't really, there's rock bottoms that are worse than others, but who is anyone to judge each other? So that's going to be tricky, but yeah, stay tuned. I think I am excited to talk to Holly about this, especially as people read the book and more excerpts come out. So maybe we'll talk more about it on Thursday after we go to Lala's show. It'll be interesting if Lala has anything to weigh in on this alleged lawsuit. I know so far her camp has denied anything. And like I, like we said last night, I don't, we don't think anything's been filed. I think, if anything, she's just gearing up to possibly file something. I'm curious to see if Rand has anything to do with it. <sighs> Anyways... Thank you guys. Thank you guys for also catching the Christine Chriselle thing. I do appreciate it. Um, we hate to put incorrect information out there. We kind of pride ourselves on only like saying things we know are true or hear firsthand from the sources. And we did hear all this from the sources. I just mixed up the names because I didn't watch the show and I didn't know who the people were. But now I know who the people are. So it's very important to clarify that. All right. Thank you guys, and we will be back um, on Thursday. I know um, probably on both platforms, Patreon and here. All right, thanks. Bye.